0: Kim Walls is the co-founder of the bioscience-based skincare brand Fortuna Skin. Transforming the skin with wildly potent ingredients, Kim has truly taken sustainability to the next level with this brand and I cannot wait to uncover her journey with you all to so make sure you stay tuned. Hi everyone and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other, what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So, Without further ado, it's like to welcome our guest for today, Kim Walls, a skincare innovator. She is the CEO and co-founder of Fortuna Skin, on a mission to deliver skin health for an enhanced quality of life. Pairing unique extraction methods with wild forage ingredients from their farm in the heart of Sicily, Fortuna Skin is rethinking what clean beauty means. Kim has reached the crux of it products, ingredients, and supply chains that go beyond labels of green or sustainable, and take a holistic perspective. She has truly created a purpose driven brand that offers a regenerative approach to life from protecting biodiversity and wildlife to conserving the heritage of the land and boosting the local Sicilian economy with job opportunities. Fortuna Skin is forging a new path forward at the junction between beauty and business and I'm so excited to learn even more about it in our conversation today. So Kim, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Oh, you are most welcome and thank you. What an incredible introduction. I really appreciate that.
0: Wow. <laughs> well, thanks for the incredible stuff you're doing. So I asked all my guests the same first question I'm gonna ask you. Who, in a nutshell, is Kim?
1: I am a person who sees potential. It comes out in all of my roles. I see it in the ground, in my children, in other people's children, in founders, in everyone in my life. I see potential. Oh, I
0: love that. That might be one of my favorite answers. That's such a beautiful way to explain it. It's like clear, concise, but also something I've never heard, but it's so beautiful. I I love that.
1: It's an incredibly difficult question.
0: I know. It's like, I've had it all. I've had people say their their sign. I've had people say their title. And that's a beautiful part of it all is it's sort of like we forget to sometimes ask ourselves that question, right? Like, who are we in a nutshell? And then we go deeper. And now we're going to go deeper. The podcast is okay. <laughs> so I'm ready. I want to start at the beginning. Um, I I'm so curious because I was so fascinated to hear uh, that you are you know you're brought up in on a 30 acre ranch in Idaho, um, and I want to know a what was that like growing up, and what were your first experiences of beauty in all of that.
1: It was magnificent growing up on the ranch. It really was. They, to, to be with the animals, to wake before the sun so that they could be cared and taken taken to care of. Um, to to the, the weather was actually quite extreme there too, very hot in the summers and cold, cold, cold in the winters. So we would go swim at the lake for hours every day when it was really too hot to do anything else. And I have incredible memories of diving off this big farm uh, porch into the snow so they literally diving into it cause there was just so much. So very, very uh, extreme and dramatic. I would spend from the age of five, I, I would go off on my pony and not come back for hours and hours and just eat sort of the original wild foraging. I would just eat what I found whether it was blackberries or what have you <laughs> along the way when I got hungry. Um, I'd go down to the river and play with the little snakes and bugs and catch fish and release them and had a silo where I'd have a whole bug collection in these big ball glass jars. I mean, it was it was amazing. I definitely wish I could have given that to my kids in more ways than holidays. Uh, And for the beauty question, I had. I had two pieces there. One, my mother, I have vivid memories of her sitting at her makeup mirror. She had one of those old Hollywood style with the big round bulbs and the folding mirror. Um, And I'd sit there on the bed and just study her while she'd put on her makeup and do her skin. And I remember being enamored with it um, and curious, incredibly curious. And she'd let me play with her makeup and show me how to do the different things. And uh, from a very young age, there there were no restrictions. It was all about play, engage, learn. A lot, a lot, of a lot through modeling, but then I also had my dad who was in Hollywood. He founded a company called Epicurean, and that was a very early celebrity-driven, natural, clinical skincare brand. And so I'd come stay with him and work in the labs with him, put stickers on bottles. Um, so the business part of skincare was very present in my life. So I had both the the part where you could be enamored and kind of see holistically how people treat themselves and care for themselves when they really are engaging in self-care through these tools of beauty. And then also what it looks like to actually build a brand.
0: That's incredible. I mean, well, yeah, that, I think especially when you have, from a parental perspective, these kind of influences that guide you and cultivate this sort of uh, journey of beauty. I think it's so, uh, for me, that that's the, one of the most special memories. That I think a lot of people can relate to, which is why when it's intertwined into the business, it can be really... Uh, compelling to others uh, that's what you know my brand is all about the generational wisdom from like my grandma and yeah I think that's something that uh, connects to a lot of people so I love that's why I love asking that question like there's yeah. memories of beauty because at that time I'm certain like did you think growing around that and having your father creating his own you know skincare line did you think oh I want to create my own one one day or what, what was your thought process then
1: I I actually was kind of raised to believe that I would take over his company. Yeah. And so that didn't end up happening and because I'm I I am driven to create for sure and have started several businesses and brands at this point, but I never wanted to create something competitive with his company because I thought eventually I eventually I would be in that seat. And then things happened as they did and he passed away and Epic Karen's no longer a part of my life. And it really freed me to go out and create my own vision along with Agatha Luso, who, you know, it's very much, this brand is very much our shared vision um, and, and do something from scratch. And that, I, that ability to, rather than taking something that's kind of half-baked and trying to take it to the next level, really which I've done and enjoy as well in other parts of my career in history. Um, but really getting to start from literally the ground. You know? <laughs> literally exactly. with growing plants and taking that all the way to people's hands in their bathrooms, in their homes, by their nightstands, that entire process and really getting to dig into regenerative agriculture and create and lead and pioneer this idea of regenerative beauty. It's an opportunity that uh it's really fulfilling.
0: I can imagine. Uh, well, talking about your, your variety of experience, I did a LinkedIn search. I got to see a plethora (laughs) of incredible positions and jobs, which I'm sorry, there's not enough time for this podcast for your experience, but if you can summarize (laughs) for it, just like the top highlights from Lime Crime to this, just like, Uh, that that's a really important part of the journey i think so yeah tell us
1: one thing that's been true in every endeavor i've done is that it's been mission driven it's been from the heart it's been there's been an element of i can't not do this because i'm just absolutely driven pushed forward into into that thing until there's some sort of roadblock that makes it impossible or what have you but the every brand from Kelson working in hair care, trying to eliminate plastics in the environment uh, at Kelsen. I developed the first um, plastic-free hair pomade, free of microplastics. And so that, that part of my life was all about learning and investigating and understanding that part of the environment and how to potentially make a difference there, what possibility and, and potential there was to, to shift things forward there. This was, you know, quite many, many years ago at that point. With Lime Crime, the founder there, Doe Deer, absolutely incredibly passionate about letting people know through her brand that whatever they are, whoever they are, however they show up in this world, they have value. They're worthy. They are incredible, important people. That really at the heart was what her mm-hmm. brand was. It was about being you, embracing you. And she really was a pioneer in that, in the brand world. The one of the first brands I saw, well, there there were early brands that were more logistically, not even brands, just businesses oriented. But then the baby brands in the beginning were, I've been in the natural organic world since before we had words like clean and (laughs) before natural was a controversial word and all of that. But the baby world was filled with products that didn't marry being truly what we call clean now with amazing textures and experiences. And the whole skincare experience yeah. to me is, is multi-sensorial. It's not just about what we're putting topically on our skin. It's about whole body health, wellness, and the opportunity to engage in skincare, treating all of our senses from scent to touch um, is, is important to me. So I feel like this is a long answer, but the, Definitely. the, I think the big answer or the the truest answer is just, there was something wrong in the world and I wanted to try to fix it and understand it a little bit better and or contribute to uh, pushing something forward that felt worthy.
0: That's so beautiful. And and then uh, naturally so (laughs) in the whole landscape of things, you co-founded an incredible brand, um, which I'm a huge fan of with Agatha. So there's a lot of parts I want to go into here. So I think first let's talk about, I guess the backbone behind everything, the landowner of, um, you know, with Agatha and stuff is Sicily. Did you visit Sicily before creating the brand? Was this something that gravitated towards this place and and the diversity of, yeah, plants?
1: I was not honed in on Sicily before I met Agatha. She brought Uh, that magic into my world. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, oh yeah. What I was focused on was things like biodiversity and the environment and how to try to contribute to uh, shifting climate change and sort of all of the things that this farm represents in a nutshell, to use your word, that regenerative approach to work in agriculture and business and life, um, this farm represented that. So when she introduced me to the farm and the products that were that at the time, just really just olive oil, was being, it was a business that was being developed on the farm at that time. That olive oil tested off the charts, it proved everything I knew in my heart was true, right? When we care for the land, when we use regenerative agricultural practices, when we process ingredients in a way that pr- protects their potency, I, I always believed that that could create the highest performance products. And it was seeing these medicinal plants, you know, eight hundred acres and over twelve thousand olive trees, and bringing back nearly extinct things like Bianca Lila centenara. The, it's the only place in the world this tree is found. Is on this farm in Sicily. So, bird migration patterns being truly addressed and improved as as birds would try to get from Africa to Europe, and they needed to travel over the ocean. They stop and rest in Sicily. Mm. Just absolutely incredible things happening that gave us the opportunity to elevate these practices and show people through products, through an everyday tangible product, how they can participate in making things around them better in one way or another, Uh, really just inspiring. So I I didn't know Sicily. I'd never been to Sicily. I've been to Italy many, many times, but never Sicily. But um, I don't think there's a reason to go anywhere else in Italy ever again. Sicily is the best. (laughs)
0: I mean, I, I have to say like, and that's, and Italy is incredible, but Sicily is is definitely one of the top places in Italy. Like for me, it's just so yeah. enriched with culture, heritage, uh, flora. It, it's beautiful. Um, uh, so how did you meet Agatha? What was your first meeting with her?
1: We had a mutual friend. Her pediatrician, Dr. Alan Green, had been the medical director of a brand I founded previously and sold. And we stayed very close. And so when Agatha was talking about the farm, which she, of course, always did, she has Croatian roots. And so olive oil is everything to her and that Mm -hmm. historically, in the same way, the Indian beauty secrets are relevant to you. Her Croatian beauty secrets involve olive oil. So she was talking with Dr. Green about how she wanted to be able to use this on the skin and create a skincare product. And he said, oh, you need to meet my friend, Kim. And I had just wrapped Mm -hmm. at Lime Crime and was... Uh, working on a couple of other brands, several other things, kind of figuring out what I wanted to do next. And you could say that the day Agatha and I met was the day we founded this brand because it was like fireworks. We just had such an aligned idea of what's of the potential (laughs) that we can bring forward together.
0: (laughs) That is amazing. And and then, yeah, I guess, I mean, that's saying the rest is history. It really is, right? Because then it just is a flurry of of milestones of then you building this business so the first one of the you know the biggest ways is is deciding on a name so how come the name Fortuna Skin?
1: Bona Fortuna I say that wrong I don't have the right accent I mean, but Bona yeah. Fortuna <laughs> it's, I, but it's, <laughs> it is it's like a colloquialism for good luck good health good journey yes. um, love family it kind of means all these things and so Agatha's husband Steve's grandfather would say that uh, to at all their meals and all the time and as they would venture off into the world, what have you and they named their olive uh, oil company Bona Fortuna, our sister brand mm-hmm. So this idea of fortune Fortuna is it's fortune. it's Sicilian spelling of fortune and of course Italian it's Fortuna English it's fortune. And for us when it comes to the regenerative beauty approach, we're really looking at it in terms of health is the new wealth health for our bodies, health for our planet, our greatest fortune is health. So Fortuna Skin made perfect sense to us to carry on the story, the legacy, the heritage, and really be true to what it is we're trying to do in this world with this brand. Oh, that's
0: beautiful. I love it. What a beautiful name. And I know it's crazy that uh, in this modern day, this is available from a trademarking perspective because that's the, well, the hard part, it right? It wasn't easy. And I will tell like, you, it was not I easy. I can imagine. <laughs> I, I can imagine, but worth it. So worth it. So I'm so happy you guys uh, found this name and it's such a... Yeah, such a i think it really tells the story so perfectly so you know one big part of this whole journey is is settling on in the beginning with the right product development but the right launch so what was your first products that you launched with and then maybe you can also go into what you currently have on range today
1: oh you bet very exciting i love product (laughs) so we we launched we launched first with a face and eye serum and all of the products so the we actually specced out believe it or not, over 200 products that we ultimately believed we could create in the early days. And then, so my background, I guess, is relevant here in that um, after school, I then spent 20 years studying biochemistry, nutrition, skincare, and how physiological markers of health like telomere length, blood oxygenation levels, nutrient values, all these things are affected by skincare and natural health and wellness practices holistic approach and that includes all kinds of things from meditation to various ways to reduce stress massage all the things so in saying what are all the things we could create we wanted to reduce it down to what does the skin really need the most what isn't necessarily available on the market and how can we create craft and how can we craft a very simple modular skincare system that allows people To preserve their time and to engage in their practices in a way that's going to deliver extremely high results. So that came down to just a few products. Each one had to be multi-beneficial, and each one had to do something that wasn't currently available on the market. And so the first one was our face and eye serum. And I do believe, you know, not, not for sure, but I believe that we're the face first brand ever to launch a product that is treating the issues the eyes need from inflammation to discoloration, to lifting, brightness, depuffing um, as well as the whole surface of the skin. Of course, we recommend going all over the body if you can. Uh, yep. And it's, so it's a very light serum that is hydrating has hyaluronic acid in it. Uh, the skin starts to, as we age, the skin starts to, to produce, less of things that it normally produces and that we need like hyaluronic acid. And so we like to supplement with those things to ensure the skin has all its building blocks. So face and eye serum was the first, um, but. Very shortly after that, we launched the way we really wanted to, which was all four of the initial products. So a complete system, a micellar essence for cleansing and toning, then the face and eye serum in sequence of how you use them, then the bi-phase, then the replenishing balm was our launch sequence. And our bestseller is the bi-phase. It's our hero product. It's a moisturizing oil that is packed with wild foraged ingredients, processed through some bath extraction methods. Amplified with, um, sorry, not amplified, enhanced with stabilized vitamin C. It's one of my favorite products. Well, it's not only one of my favorite products, but we've had an incredible response from from celebrities like Julia Moore and Haley Bieber. Um, really. Real, like the editors you actually had a story that you told me before we got on that made me so happy about like the kind of response
0: it's now I'll tell that story <laughs> right now like um I, I, my, one of my best friends Janice Yostema she, she's you know a big influence in the beauty space and fashion space and we we're at home and she it was like I think it was like 11 p.m and she was like I'm gonna go home I just need to like she was actually trying to go home earlier because she was like, I need to do my three steps skincare routine. And I was like, okay. And then she's like, oh my God, you need to try this brand. I know you have every brand of cash, but it's like, she got sent it in a PR like a, a a while ago and then she forgot about it. And then she just was unpacking her room or something. And then she found it and she tried it. And she said, she tried it for like a couple of days and she just skin has never been better. And she said, like, it's, She's, this is like, no, this is off the social media, guys. This is like real, like authentic influencing <laughs> from an influencer, but forget being paid or anything. This is like real deal. And and I said, oh my God, I actually, I, and Kim's coming on my podcast this week. I've got the products in. I'm going to try it. And I tried it. It's game-changing. Like this oil, <laughs> and and- the funniest thing is, I'm not even kidding. Like I, the reason why I don't put a lot of products on my skin is I have very good natural skin. Like I'm quite healthy, like in terms of like the, the the skin level without much product. So I don't need to do a lot, but I'm quite sensitive. So often I will irritate with a lot of ingredients. I get allergic to things. And I found this like, didn't have any help, my allergies, no issues. It made my skin very soft. And I read I always read reviews and I'm on a review right now on your product page and it literally says (laughs) the thing that I thought. It goes, this is a product that got me hooked on this line. So that's like a gateway, right? This oil gets you into the whole ritual. I never feel in love with any products that made it worth it to get into a routine. I would just get bored with the product or not feel like it's worth it. But this has changed the game. I'm also allergic to everything and my skin loves this, finally. And it's so weird because I literally thought the same thing. I was like, (laughs) I'm allergic to everything. And this, and often what scares me is when you have all these Really potent ingredients. I often run away from it sometimes because I'm like, oh, it's quite very like you know ingredient and natural, which often you know influences or I guess amplifies my allergies. But this did nothing, so I'm really happy. So there's my two bits. I'll let you continue. You You do have beautiful
1: skin, by the way, stunning. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Well, now it's thanks to Fortuna Skin. So.
1: awesome we that's i mean that's the goal that's the dream is to help people bring out that beauty the potential of their skin to to heal quickly to create collagen to be in sync with itself we also have things like day and night cream which focus on the circadian rhythm and really enhancing and supporting the the body's natural processes so the skin's completely different in the day and the evening it behaves differently it literally thickens during the day it produces more oil it's it's bringing out more of its own antioxidants to prevent damage and breakdown of collagen from things like air pollution and UV exposure and wind and temperature changes as we, as we, humidity changes as we go in and out of climates, things like, you we know, inside, outside. Uh, and then at night, it's all about repair. It's in repair mode versus daytime as protect mode. So when it's in repair mode at night, it's building collagen. It is much more permeable. It's a good time to get actives in. It's an important time to add extra barrier protection like a replenishing bomb. So really supporting that whole body health through how we engage in skincare is our goal with all of our products. Those first four that came out and everyone that has launched since.
0: So exciting. Uh, And in terms of now, you know, with great product, uh, often needs uh, stellar distribution and you've got an incredible website where you have a skincare quiz and you have also samples where people can then discover the range, which I think is really important. Um, how is g t c doing for you and 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 also like where other touch points are you currently distributed
1: our distribution has been an absolutely Tremendous and exciting thing. Um, our website, of course, is our—it's our only way to truly communicate firsthand with our customers, where there are retail retailers in between every other step, and so it's on that direct-to-consumer platform where we have the opportunity to test, to learn, and to engage with our customers in really important ways. Uh, For me personally, engaging with our customer is, it's one of the ways that I keep myself grounded. It's one of the ways that I stay in touch with what does this customer really want and understand who is this customer, what do they care about, and making sure that I'm considering their needs, their wants, their feedback as we go. I literally gave my phone number to our 250 best customers and asked them to call me or text me tell me anything they wanted. Send an email. It's like... I want to hear from you. I want, to, I want to help you. I want to support you. I want to make sure we're giving you what you need. Um, and it's that direct-to-consumer platform that allows that to happen. You can't really do that anywhere else unless you have your own stores. And when it comes to different channels of distribution, certain channels like a Blue Mercury have incredibly well-trained people. And so the customer who goes there really tends to love the service and the education. And there is a lot of story for our brand when we're talking about you know, what does it really mean to lead the regenerative beauty movement? That requires education. That's not out there yet. And so when we have people on the floor who care about that and they understand it, like in the Blue Mercury stores, they're going to educate the customer in that way. And then you've got stores like Sachs and Bergdorf and that's very much a luxury experience. And we care about that luxury experience as well from a quality perspective you know these ingredients are incredibly potent they're processed in ways with no heat no uh solvents used with in in a way that protects that potency so that the performance is always there and that level of quality is associated with certain things like a berkdorf goodman so that helps us in that way so all these different channels really um we want to serve them in a certain way and they also serve the brand in a certain way. It's reciprocal. And I have to say our buyers at these doors are amazing. Like they are so supportive, so excited.
0: Well, I I'm sure they just they're just loving the fact that I'm sure they've received samples and they just love the product so much. That's probably why they're amazing <laughs> because they're just like huge fans of the brands, like anyone who tries the products. So I oh. I'm sure that's a big part of the reason too. When you have great products, you have great buyers, right? And that's like that's yeah. an exciting part of it all. Um, one thing thinking? I love about the yeah. website as well. Yeah, no, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think that's the most important thing. Is is like making sure. Like I I say to my sister and in any meeting where we have these hurdles, I'm like, guys, let's just relax because we've got the hardest part, which most people struggle with. We've got great products that we have yeah. done that part. Now this is all solvable, right? This is all marketing and retail, and that that is all. Uh, agile you know that we can fix but the hard part is the thing that's our beacon which is we have good products we stand by and that's really important so yeah um but one thing i, I love about your website is I, a little thing it was a little, little thing but i was like this whole like element of italy like made in italy and then you have like no grazie list which i think was so yeah. funny and genius <laughs> i was like i hope people realize this like this let's like just like go on their website guys and just like have a stroll <laughs> around it's, like, it's just so Thoughtfully done. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't know. I just. I was like, I've never seen that before, and I was like, I was thinking, oh, that's so genius. I love um, it. But one thing I do want to talk about is sustainability. I know we touched about it before with the regenerative farming and stuff, but can you tell us a little bit more about kind of all of your kind of initiatives, your pillars, the carbon offsetting?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's really about so regenerative agriculture is at its core about farming in harmony with nature. And when you think about all the different things that make up nature, it's like soil. Instead of ruining the soil, we're actually enhancing the soil through the matter that essentially gets reabsorbed into it, which allows it to hold moisture. It allows more carbon to be taken out of the air. So this is an opportunity to really reduce carbon emissions, reverse them, not just reduce them. Uh, or neutralize them through how the soil is treated. The water is an example of these practices because it's naturally coming from the mountains. So the irrigation system actually is using the water that's already there yeah. and shifting it from place to place. So rather than having to do you know, use all kinds of chlorine and various things that can have a damaging impact on the environment it's using those natural mineral spring waters it's solar power so that the farm is actually able to create more energy than it uses and it's not a small farm it's a medium-sized farm with as i mentioned before over twelve thousand olive trees and the wild foraging that's happening of all the medicinal herbs there's a lot it's a very busy place yeah and so being able to use that solar power not only to power the farm but to create more and then you've got essentially an area that sicily was had a 50 percent unemployment rate and the farm is now the largest private employer in that area mm. it's the what's happening on the farm through our um chief botanical officer dr marino pasquale his double phd in botany and biology the world's foremost authority in sicilian plants essentially yeah. he is teaching people and educating how to forage how to farm bringing back um a way for people to contribute and to earn an income and to feed their families to have celebrations around things like marriage and to educate their children you know these are people who didn't have an opportunity necessarily to to work and to contribute and to be part of community so a community is forming here and then it's not just a community of people you also have communities of plants so the land itself plants do grow in community and we've actually been able to learn from that learn from the land about how different plants combine. So some plants, for example, are better at protecting against bacteria. Some are better at protecting against fungus. Some provide shade, some provide ground cover. They support each other and they thrive in community. We're able to look at that, learn from that, um, not damage it through Mm -hmm. our farming practices or cultivation practices. And so community is a big part of it. And then you've got biodiversity. One of the things you mentioned earlier, we were both crushing on Sicily a a few minutes ago as we were talking. Uh, One of my favorite things about it from an historical perspective is that Sicily really was once the center of the world. It was a place that anybody could reach by ship. And so people came from all over the world for medicine, for architecture, for church practices, for all the different things that people did. And they brought with them Plants, mm-hmm. animals, all kinds of different things. And what what Sicily is now is one of the most biodiverse places in the world. It's in the top of the list of biodiversity. And so things that happen through regenerative agricultural practices are protecting that biodiversity. Over 70% of the farm is actually in a biopreserve. And Dr. Pasquale is working on seed banks and understanding and investigating what are the strains of plants that are... At risk, and how can we preserve them, protect them, uh-huh. and how we use that in skincare is things like there there's nigella sativa, very popular. We, we right people take it. There are supplements out of it. We use it in products. Mm. Well, it has a cousin, uh, nigella damascena, that is actually more potent. And we're all about potency because potency drives performance. Wildly potent. That's what we're after. And so that that plant, the nigella damascena, doesn't actually it's not it's hard to cultivate. So it wasn't the plant that ended up getting cultivated all over the world. It was the sativa that did. The sativa is very powerful. We also use that. It's an important thing, but it's not easy to cultivate. Or the, This damascena isn't easy to cultivate. So we're able to wild forage that and use that in products like our eye cream, which um which drives that performance in the end. So I I, I got derailed because I always get very excited about product. But these are the types of practices that happen on the farm where we're working to support community, economy, plants, biodiversity, and bring that all together to create products that are unlike any others in performance. Essentially it's no sacrifice. It's how can we actively do good things? How can we move past standards that are confusing greenwashing, clean what does clean really mean like we we really want to push the conversation forward for ourselves but also for the industry to move toward regenerative beauty exactly
0: uh, and, and i think also certifications is a big part as well which you have a plethora of um the one percent for the planet cruelty free ewg which is environmental working group yeah and, um but you have a, a variety of different ones and um one question i want to ask is in terms of the the journey of transparency and and sustainability do you find um a little bit like harder to translate that through product i mean obviously a website and stuff is 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 the one of the best gateways but what are some of the advices you can give to beauty brands out there on how to make sure you're really in a in a justified and an efficacious way storytelling the efforts that you're doing. And and I ask secretly as a brand of mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, I think probably for every niche within the beauty industry, it's probably a little bit different. Like in our case, because our whole conversation is about bioscience, regeneration, even genetic shifts in skin, like we're we're on the clinical side of the conversation. And so we have to have clinical studies. We do consumer studies, clinical studies. We Our new product coming out is a, a cleansing oil balm. We just got the studies back on that, that show, you know, we're saying for how soft is the skin? How balanced is it? Um, how effective is it? Is it helping maintain hydration? And going through the process of doing testing on that to show that, Nine to ten, depending on the question, nine to ten out of ten people are saying, yes, this actually works. So there's that clinical piece. But really, I mean you did it, you said it earlier on this podcast. I think we all need to listen to each other. Pure reviews, right? <laughs> Those yeah. reviews really matter. And so I think They're the that's most
0: an important... important and most convincing.
1: They are because it's real, it's real people. And so then when we see something like you know, our average product rating across all products, the last time I looked, was something like 4.92 across the board, which is we we're so rewarding. It's just Amazing. I'm so grateful yeah. for what people are experiencing. So to answer your question, it is. I think those third-party verifications are really important because when as stepping out into the marketplace, as much as we wish people would believe what we say and look at our backgrounds and dig in and be like, yeah, okay, I believe them. That's just not how it works anymore. Skepticism is so high. And so using those third parties um, really matters. And I I have to say, I actually was um, an advisory board committee member for the environmental working group some time ago, where we were working to bring awareness around zinc sunscreens and how harsh chemical sunscreens, certain Mm -hmm. ingredients in particular are damaging the reefs, dangerous to the ocean, dangerous to our health, raising the body burden um, for toxicity. And so we did a huge push with retailers, bringing brands and retailers together under the umbrella of the Environmental Working Group to create awareness around these issues. And it's been true my whole career, whether it was microplastics or Damage from sunscreens or whatever you name it, the thousands of possible risky ingredients within fragrances, whatever it is, we've been trying to shift and move. um, It requires outside validation and it requires moving mountains. It is it is a labor of love to (laughs) to bring awareness to people and and I just I like I kind of I want to take a moment and thank you for what you're doing, bringing founders together in collaboration to share these messages and these ideas because creating that awareness is really, it's hard to do. Um, so thank you.
0: <laughs> no, well, and thank you for, you know, the reason why I do it as well is because there are very, um, not all, but very, uh, there are a few founders that really encompass a lot of the facets that I love about beauty. Like some do some better than other. I really truly mean this, like what you're doing, Kim, with Fortuna Skin is really encapsulating, Everything I, I, if I wish, you know, I have a brand, and I I hope I I can't really speak about my brand because it's impartial. But from what I see with your brand, it's I think going to inspire a lot of founders as well, right? To start, it's a journey for a lot of us, and I think we have to start looking at how we can help each other uh, improve and and put the stakeholders first, and and that could be where you source your ingredients. It could be your retailers, your customers. You know, uh, they're all very important in the journey. So that's what we have to do as founders is come together to make it easier and better um because um it doesn't that's the reason why I did it. I was you know for so long in the industry I was always like why is this comp? like we always say my competitor or name your competitors And I'm like oh I know it's a word but that is often synonymous to negative of like don't share anything and if I did something so well I'm not going to let them know and if anything it's like why like if you do something so well let them know and then let's all get better as an industry as a collective you know um that's so. It's kind of like I want to connect all, and then and honestly, it, it's this podcast is one form, but it's when we when I'm and you know now coming on the podcast, I'm going to invite you to all our events and stuff. It's when we meet in person, a lot of magic happens, and that's like my yeah. favorite thing of it all. So,
1: well, there's uh, so just a fun little tidbit about skin is this is one of my favorite studies. It goes back a really long time, but and it's about this in personness and the importance of of the experience of touch we actually there are double blind studies where people behind curtains touch and they're able to determine with very high accuracy the emotional state of the person they're touching nothing but touch no visibility no sound just touch and so this is this is the largest organ of the body it's how we're communicating with each other it's how we experience the world it is completely integrated into our health into our immunity you've got the gut um, microbiome skin access, where um, everything that's going on in the microbiome is communicating pathways, signaling through to skin and how it responds to the environment, when to go on alert. Um, these factors around health are and communication. It's really all encompassing to the human experience. It's it's one of the reasons I love skincare so much, is because there's so much potential.
0: <laughs> I'm not doing it on purpose. That's I swear. True. <laughs> I so beautifully said and thank you for that it's so true there is so much potential I love it um well I have to ask the future of Fortuna like I know you're kind of when I say just getting started it's like this I mean there's I can imagine a plethora of, of incredible MPD and more work in the industry and global expansion but for you what is sort of top of mind of the future of Fortuna Skin?
1: Well, short-term future is a very easy question to answer because we just launched a brand new product, (laughs) our cleansing oil bomb. I mentioned it. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about this one because it allows us to encapsulate so many of our ideas and messages strategically like even through product name and how we're talking about it we're using phrases like it's time to double down and what that means for from a skincare perspective is it's time to double cleanse the body burdens that we're experiencing are rising and rising the exposure that we have to air Pollutants is higher and higher, a single cleanse is no longer enough. So double down on cleansing, but get your single clean or get your double cleanse out of a single product. So there's this idea that raises awareness around health and wellness. And then the second idea that we're really working to bring forward with this is double or nothing. And the idea there is there's a lot going on with our climate, with our political condition, with all these things. And we want people to feel that they have a sense of agency, like double or nothing. It's time to really get in and focus and do what you can to make a difference. So these, those are sort of the ideas behind the products to your point of how can we get together and collaborate? I think many of us as brands share these ideas. So we're bringing those into our marketing language and then also um, maintaining the sort of regenerative, maintaining the regenerative, beauty pillars from an ingredient perspective so it's a triple texture technology it transforms in the skin it melts into a liquid and then foams up so you get the best benefits of oil which is actually the truest and you would you would relate to this entirely with your background and your beauty inspirations oil is the best cleanser for everything (laughs) in your your body even your gums right (laughs) so so you've got the health benefits of oil but with no sacrifice as you as the product moves into an olive leaf lather it uh you get the water benefits and the deep deep hydration so the all the benefits of every form of cleansing come through in this in this single product and
0: Oh, that's um, amazing. Sorry, yeah, I, I have it at home. <laughs> I actually haven't opened it yet. So I'm now really excited to go home and try it because uh, it came in another box and I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to try that. So that's, uh, You're very early. I know. I'm so happy. I'm so, thank you so much for sending it as well. I'm really excited. So yeah, I'm excited to try everything. So I know you have a business to run, so I'm not going to keep you on for too long and we'll go to fire around questions, but I'm going to ask you it's sort of, a, it's a mean question, right? It's a desert island situation. <laughs> you can imagine what's coming. So, I'm inviting you to a a beauty island, but TSA is being strict. It ain't me. And they're saying you can only bring one product, Kim. What is your go to right now?
1: Oh, that's easy peasy. For me, it's the replenishing bomb. It's, it's it, this, I mean, I love all our products. I deeply love all our products. We would never, Agatha and I both, or we are committed to, if we don't love it, like love it, love it. It doesn't love
0: You're not going to watch it.
1: Yeah. But the, the reason the Replenishing Balm is my Desert Island product is because it is so healing and so encapsulating. It, if, as long as, it's really the, the biphase is really the best starter product with our with our line because it it gives you the the olive leaf water in combination with the oil so you get the biphasic benefits you get the oil soluble soluble and the water soluble nutrients so it truly is the best place uh, to start and it makes sense that that's our hero but the replenishing balm is so integrated into my sleep routine my, if I don't, if I'm feeling down, I want to smell the magnolia because it's going to ground me and adjust hormones and lift my mood. It's a product that you massage in. So the experience of using it, you can, you can give yourself a five minute massage and knuckle and use your palms and reduce overall stress with it. So it smells amazing. It looks delightful. It's like, it's, it's kind of like a womb for me I, I put that product on and i just feel good
0: <laughs> uh, and and to be clear so the the, the new oil cleansing balm it, it's a it's a traditional balm like let's say to remove makeup et cetera, like impurities you can you have to then you can put water on after and and take it off but uh, and, and please correct me if i'm wrong after and then the replenishing balm it doesn't need water it just disappears once you massage it on correct i don't know
1: you're exactly correct so the the triple texture technology in the cleansing balm transitions it from an, a balm into an oil and then into a, an olive leaf lather. So you add water and it yeah. lathers up and then you can wipe it or rinse it away, either one. And the skin is silky soft, no residue. Part of why I love that product is because with oil cleansers, you and you, you get barrier protection out of the gate. But then that means that your actives that follow are hindered in penetration. So it really, it's kind of a, so you really want to have that residue free surface to move into the active products that follow the replenishing bomb is a final step. It's a barrier protection. So after everything else has gone on, then you put it on and it, I actually keep it by my bedstand, not in the bathroom so that it's the final thing I do Easy. before I go to sleep. Anyone in my family knows like once that bomb's on my face, no more talking.
0: <laughs> I'm, it's I'm like, ready it's like to a, sleep. a mask. You can like, yeah, it's, it, like, it's a, a nightly mask, ritual.
1: truly. Yeah, oh, I
0: love exactly. that. That's so yeah. cool. And I saw like you have a founder tip where it's like you can also put it on like chapped, elbow, or lips. Like uh, you know, kind of, it's like it's quite multi-purposeful and diverse, which I love in a product. Right? Who doesn't love a product that can do so many things?
1: It's true. It's in everything. Cool. I I like to yeah. say it's uh, when people sometimes ask, "Well, what's the product that's always in your bag?" And the joke there is i put it in my bag all the time but it's almost never there because one of my children or friends has come and stolen it
0: so it's yeah. like
1: everybody wants it
0: i was about to say you're gonna to need to find a way to put like an air tag or something on it like and you can be like pocket. i found it <laughs> A secret pocket. A secret pocket in my purse. I love
1: Nobody that. else knows about. I love
0: that. That's where you know you've got something special when people want to steal it. But you just have to tell them, hey, you know, like give them a discount code or something, but get your own, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I love that. I love that. Well, fire on questions. This is the first thing that comes to your mind. So my first question is, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving? And it could be in any vertical.
1: Iris and Romeo. I absolutely love Iris and Romeo. Beautiful brand, beautiful founder, beautiful products, highly effective, uh, huge fan.
0: Oh, I love that. But my, my second question is. Do you have a favorite quote or saying that you keep close to your heart?
1: Oh, that's fun. I actually have many. Um, I, ha- I could tell you a whole story there. I just put up a, a website for myself and I put all of my favorite quotes on them, um, written by the people who said them to me. So the first one that came to mind was, I, it's not an original one from my son, uh, but it's one that he said to me the other day, Mom, the only person you should compare yourself to is you yesterday.
0: Oof. Wow, that's very, de- I love that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one.
0: Very good. How old is your son?
1: That one's 20. The other one's 17. 20. I was
0: like, very wise words. I was like, I, don't, I, I didn't say those wise words to my mom when I was 20. <laughs> so I was like, kudos to him. <laughs> He's saying, Yeah, he, he, he has, a, I, I need to, I need to start thinking. But what's your website that you have? Um, the, is it like for the public? To, to
1: yeah, it's kimwalls.com. Ah, amazing. I'll uh, put the link just,
0: in the summary too, so everyone can, can oh, check it out. You.
1: It's not quite finished yet, but it will be someday. (laughs) It's just a place to collect information. I love that. Podcast episodes and and just things like that.
0: Amazing. Oh, and my last (laughs) question is if Kim wasn't in the beauty industry right now, what would Kim be doing?
1: The first thing that came to my mind was riding a horse across an open field.
0: (laughs) I, you know, the funny, the amount of founders. I think there's something <laughs> with entrepreneurs and horses. Like, I just had <laughs> Rianne Silver from Beauty Blender on the podcast <laughs> like an hour ago, and her thing was be with horses. And I'm like, okay, so now you're like horses. I'm like, okay. There is something I need to go into the science behind horses and entrepreneurship. But yeah. Interesting. I love yeah. that.
1: I, well it's some of my favorite memories. I growing up I rode yeah. every day. Um and,
0: and you went yeah, in the ranch and yeah.
1: Yeah, the so, whole thing. And some of my very favorite memories would be going out just tearing across the fields at full speed singing at the top of my lungs just wind and open sky and speed and freedom it's really like it's just a very favorite memory
0: (laughs) amazing oh i love that well well, kim it's been such an honor and pleasure speaking to you um as you know a huge fan of your brand and now even more of a fan because hearing about your story and your purpose is is truly I think really going to help the industry a lot and and people. So thank you. Uh, where can everyone continue to follow yourself and, of course, uh, Fortuna Skin?
1: Thank you so much. Uh, FortunaSkin.com, dot com at Fortunaskin on Instagram. And at Kim Walls LA on Instagram would be the three places to go.
0: Amazing. I'll put all the links in the summary as well as um, Kim's website. So you can check out the quotes. And uh, Kim, we'll have to meet in person very soon. So this is just the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And I I
1: cannot wait.
0: Very grateful. (laughs) We're going to plan it. I'm excited. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. (laughs) it truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founds of Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.